play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot cope with him. Can't do it. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Neil Maligno, host of the Clock Dodgers podcast. I appreciate you guys for joining us today. This is our NFL Draft special. It's a, it's a crazy time right now, right? We live in a really crazy world. Uh, we're facing a pandemic, something like we've never experienced before in our generation. We have no sports. The world is shut down. E- everything is, is crazy, right? Like our lives have been flipped upside down. So the first thing I want to do, because I feel like no matter how much I do it or say it, it's never enough. So first off, thank you to everyone who's listening right now. It's super important right now that I say that because we are, like I mentioned, the times that we're in is crazy. And I know that listening to podcasts um, are are not always a highlight to people's days because there's so much to do now. You're like a substitute teacher helping your kids with all their work. You're like doing your job from home. It's, it's you know, you're worried about all these crazy bills and things that are happening. And trust me, I'm there with you. I feel you. I relate to it. Even my own podcast consumption, I'm a podcast nut. Like I listen to podcasts at a ridiculous rate and even my consumption is down um, just because of all the, all the, all the craziness. So if you are listening to this podcast right now, I don't care if it's right after we released it. I don't care if it's a couple of days later, a month later, like I can't thank you enough for doing what you're doing by making us a part of your day. Um, it means everything to us. Literally, we do this just to connect with you. Um, there's no football right now. There's no sports right now, but that doesn't stop us because in some weird roundabout way, this isn't about football or fancy football. It's about you. Um, I love connecting with you guys. I love connecting with people in the community, the other experts, analysts, um, content creators, the people behind the scenes. Like all of it is just beautiful. Um, so that kind of gets me to the point of the episode, right? It's obviously about the NFL draft, but there's a lot of NFL draft content happening right now. And as you've come to know with Clock Dodgers, we do things differently. Um, it's always been a big part of what we do as content creators that we don't, um, you know, ride the fence. We don't do exactly what everybody's doing. There's a different feel and a different vibe to what we're trying to build here. And um, that's important to us. So when you look out across the landscape right now of content creators, podcasters who are in the uh, football space or the fantasy football space, you'll notice that there's plenty of stuff for you to do right now um, around the NFL draft, right? There's tons of articles that have been written for you to read. There's tons of podcast episodes out there for you um, talking about uh, everything NFL draft related. And there's like all these YouTube uh, specials that are being uh, put together uh, with, uh, you know, uh, affinity of all these hosts uh, and guests that are going to stop by during the draft. So there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff for you to do. Um, so when we when I approached this episode, I thought we can do what we always do, uh, which is create some really unique, fun, entertaining uh, content that brings a lot of value to you. But um, I felt like with it being the NFL draft, we should do it a little differently. That's what we're doing. Um, so I decided to reach out to different experts, different analysts, ones that I respect, ones that I enjoy their content, ones that, you know, I respect their hustle, their grind, their work ethic is ridiculous. Um, and it's it's the kind of it's the kind of guest where um, if you don't follow one of them or you uh, maybe aren't subscribed to one of their podcasts or something like that, you're still seeing them constantly. And there's a reason for that. And that's because they do really good work. 
uh, and they work really hard at what they do. Um, so I specific, you know, specifically and strategically uh, mapped out who I wanted to ask. Um, and some unfortunately couldn't do it. Totally understandable. You know, uh, like I mentioned, the times are a little crazy. My, um, my, um, scheduling wasn't great. <laughs> I hit up all of these, every single one of the analysts who were on the show or couldn't make the show were hit up super late into the process. Um, because I wanted to do something special. I was kind of watching how things were unfolding everywhere else. And I wanted to make sure we were doing something really unique, uh, which is what we definitely achieved here. So I'm super proud of everyone that was a part of this and what we put together. Um, so a lot of, analysts, I would say we got at least a good 10 analysts for sure um, that pulled through. And what I did was I, I'm going to be I love being transparent with you guys. You guys know this is a, this isn't like our show. This isn't my show. This is everyone's show here. Um, so it's like it's not like you know I'm the voice you're hearing right now, but you know I connect with you guys on a daily basis. So this is really our thing, right? So I, I reached out to people again, ones I really respected their work uh, and their grind, and I, I just asked them, listen, I would love to have you on the podcast. I know you're super busy. I know it's super, you know. Uh, crazy right now with the NFL draft. I'm sure you're doing a bunch of different things, but I still want to have you on the show. However, I know it's 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 hard to do right now. So if you can give me a 60 second clip and maybe a little more, something to go over. It's cool, no big deal. We're excited um, of of a prospect in the NFL draft that you're excited about from a fantasy perspective. Um, send me that clip. I did not tell them who to talk about. I didn't give them choices on who to talk about. Um, I didn't you know, give them a narrative. I didn't give them three players and say, you know, like we normally do on the show, different segments and stuff. I did none of that. I wanted a player they were excited about. I wanted them to give me 60 minutes, 60 minutes. I wish it was 60 minutes, 60 seconds or a little more of content that on, on a player they're excited about. Because if these guests that are on the show are excited about a certain person, we all should be excited about that person. Um, so I thought this was really fun, really different, so much so that I would love to do this on future episodes. I'm going to probably employ it more going forward. Um, just not obviously NFL draft all the time, but just different stuff. Because um, it was really fun and we could pick different guests. And, and for those listening, I want to hear what you think. Whether you're a part of like, whether you're a content creator in the community, uh, whether you're one of the guests, whether you're just a, a, a listener who's the most important part of the show, um, I want to hear what you think about this. What you like, didn't like, whatever it is, um, because I want to expand on this. Um, if you have certain guests that you would love to hear on the show, we'll reach out to them. We'll get them on, get you know, get their takes on stuff. Um, if you have certain topics you'd love to see us do this with, it's fun. This is really fun. Uh, I don't know if you could tell I'm super excited about this episode because um, I want you to get to it and, and enjoy it and have a lot of fun. Um, so I don't want to really hold you up too much on, on the back end, uh, during the episode, uh, thank you to Josh Crocker for navigating this episode with me, uh, narrating it with me and kind of going through it, having the conversation with me. But I, I shouted out all these, uh, guests. I'm not going to tell you who the guests are yet. I'll let you get to that. I'm not even gonna tell you who they talked about. I'll let you get to that too. Um, but on the back end, I'm going to give you again, all their Twitters, podcasts, websites, all the good stuff that I want you to support. Um, because this, this episode is like twofold and it's kind of what we do all the time here. Um, you know, me, Adam, Josh, we're on the episodes regularly, right? We're, we're always bringing you the content, the value, doing all this good stuff. But anyone who's listened to Clock Dodgers for a long time knows that like guests are like an integral part of what we do here. I pride myself on bringing guests that we love, that we respect on the show and making it a banger, right? Um, highlighting who the guest is, not just trying to pull from them and take from them. Um, it's important for us to highlight them um, and make them the focal point with the content. Um, so I wanted to reach out to people who I thought were good at this, who I really respected and liked, 
and I wanted who they were excited about in this draft. So right now, if you're preparing for a rookie draft, this is tons of value. If your team is in the NFL draft and you kind of like, you know, you're really into that part of it, who, what the team they're building, this brings you a lot of value. So it doesn't matter whether it's a fantasy perspective, NFL perspective, uh, team building. If you just like this type of shit, you know what I'm saying? Like this is beautiful dynasty, uh, Devi, just fancy football. It doesn't matter if you're a casual player, a long time, like diehard, like this is good stuff, man. So I'm excited about it. And, uh, I'm just really glad with everything that this episode happened and, and made happen. And I all credit um, to, to Josh for helping me out, to the guests for saying yes and, and sending these awesome clips over. Um, and shout out to everyone who's made this. This show has been going for over four plus years. Like this is all you guys, man. You know, this isn't this isn't me. This isn't any one person. This is literally everybody's support that has continued to to, to pile up over the years. Um, so when this episode is done and you're on the back end of it and you took your notes and all this kind of stuff, please show love to all these, these content creators, all these analysts, these experts, uh, and uh, please reach out and let me know how the episode was to you, uh, because I want to do more of these. Uh, and I think it's important that we connect fans with everybody, uh, and, and, and connect the community more together. So, uh, let, let me go ahead and let you get to the episode. They have a lot of great content here for you. Uh, me and Josh broke it all down. It was really fun. Uh, but I'll catch you guys on the other end of this um, to, again, just re-hit up all the guests, all the places you should go support, all that good stuff. Uh, so I'll catch you on the flip side. Enjoy the episode. Uh, I'm really excited about it, and I want to hear what you think about it. So get into this. A lot of great content. Enjoy. All right. All right. I'm excited. I'm so excited about this episode. Our first analyst up. Is Jordan Richards. You can find him at your boy Jay Rich on Twitter. Jordan is uh, teamed up with Ray over at Destination Devi's. Helped spice up the videos, uh, made them look really, really good. Uh, he does a lot of stuff on his, you know, he's been doing a lot of stuff before that. It's not like he just started doing this. I mean, the guy didn't just jump into it great. He's been grinding. Um, he has videos up on Destination Devi as well. He's uh, done all kinds of stuff. So, I like Jordan a lot. I've given Jordan a lot of comments recently on the work he's been doing at Destination Devi. And so I wanted to kind of highlight him, get him on the show. Um, also, really quick to mention, Jordan sent me a video. A, a, a bunch of the people who have contributed to this episode sent me videos, which I'll mash them all up and put them out there as well for you to see. But for this audio's sake, so you don't see a video, um, Jordan, you know, he's crafty with the videos. He's got he, his Twitter pops up on the video. And that's why you hear, you'll hear in his clip, um, a little like bird, like a Twitter sound. Um, that's what that's from. So he's not, out I mean, I could tell you his DMs are blowing up. That may be true. And I'm just trying to cover for Jordan. But either way, I'm, I'm curious to see who Jordan dropped here. Um, I trust him. I trust, I trust his takes. So let's go ahead. Let's jump in to see who Jordan picked. And, and let's start this thing off, man. I'm excited. Let's go. Hey, guys. Jordan here from Destination Devi. I want to say thank you for having me on here. And I'm here to talk to you about running back Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is easily the RB1 for this draft class. He brings an elite skill set and is easily the best runner in this class. People may knock him for his pass catching, but trust me, he's going to be able to improve on that at the next level. People know who Melvin Gordon is. Melvin Gordon, again, came out of Wisconsin. Now he's a pass-catching weapon in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor, back-to-back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons. Over 50 career rushing touchdowns with 55 total touchdowns in the bank. He had over 
300 touches every single season from his freshman year all the way to his junior year. People may be concerned about workload, they may be concerned about fumbles, but me, I'm concerned about nothing. And you need to be drafting Jonathan Taylor 101 in nearly every format. The only format where you might not is a super flex format where obviously there's a premium on quarterbacks. Otherwise, Jonathan Taylor should be your 101 no matter where he goes in the NFL draft because he's easily the best prospect on the board. All right, so Jordan is clearly excited about Jonathan Taylor. Um, a lot of people are super excited about Jonathan Taylor. I think it's interesting that, you know, you mentioned the, you know, where he lands thing, right? And that's a big concern for everybody. It sounds like Jordan is totally like game on Jonathan Taylor. We all assume and we hope that he lands somewhere that, you know, is going to increase his chances. But what I thought was interesting was, you know, for someone like me, I care a lot about receptions out of my running backs. And he said that, you know, that's a big, you know, I don't know about big is the right word, but it's a concern for Jonathan Taylor, right? Um, do you think like anyone cares too much about that at this point? Cause like I said, I know earlier you're all in on him. Most people who like Jonathan Taylor are all in on him. And I've even seen it to the point where the super flexing doesn't matter. Like as long as he goes to a certain place, like even that doesn't matter. Are you in agreement with that? Yeah, I, I think more than likely he's the one one in super flex. And I think people do care. I think that like a pass catching, uh, part of his resume is missing and that's what's keeping him from being the clear cut one one Like, I think that's kind of the reason why we're even debating a quarterback first overall. And, and you know, it's, I also think it's interesting, but like he brought up the, the volume a lot and we want college producers, but then we also get concerned when they, lift a very heavy load for a very long time in college. And, you know, after talking to Edwin and some of the other people that I interact with, I, I think that it should not be a red flag in his, on his resume, in, in his file. I think that the, the, the volume he's had just demonstrates durability and I think it's going to translate to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, if you got a guy like us, even just look at like Jonathan, Jake, Josh Jacobs, right? Like Josh Jacobs didn't get the receptions that people wanted, but people believe he probably can do it. Right. I mean, they believe in, in college he did it. So, you know, it should translate to the NFL. And as long as you get the opportunity. So obviously that's going to be a factor, right? Um, whether he even gets a chance to do it, because <laughs> there's just some teams who, you know, look at guys that way. And that, that'd be unfortunate if he gets put in a position where people don't, you know, they have a pass catch. Like, what if he gets put in a position where there's a pass catching back there already? Like a guy or they add a guy who they know can catch the ball. And now he's just a runner. Like, is he still your one one on one? I think he probably still is. Okay. Not knowing anything about DeAndre Swift or or Cam Akers or, or, you know, any of the other top backs and where they land. <sighs> I think he probably still is, but I do not want him to be on a team with a James White or a Tariq Cohen. Right. That that is a big problem in my opinion. Yeah, we've seen it affect rookies all the time. And so um it's yeah. it's definitely a real risk. Um right. so but but at the end of the day, like I said, Jordan is excited. It's clear. Like it's clear as day. There's no question about it and for all the right reasons. So shout out to Jordan again. Next expert on the list is Marcus Grant. Marcus Grant. I hit up Marcus. He's a friend of the show. He's been on the podcast plenty of times. Probably one of the most frequent guests on the show. I, I love everything Marcus does over at the NFL Network. He crushes it over there. He's always like super welcoming to everyone in the fantasy community and super helpful. And he's 
appears on tons of podcasts. So I really wanted to get Marcus's take on a player who he was excited about. Uh, so it was really important for me to bring him on the show. Um, Josh, what do you think he went? Wide receiver, running back, quarterback? What's your guess? I think in the year of 2020, it's all about the running backs. Okay. That's possible. That's very possible. Let's see who Marcus selected. What's up, everybody? Marcus Grant from NFL Network here. And look, I'm going to be a little bit of a homer, but we're talking wide receivers in what is one of the deeper classes we've ever seen. Keep an eye on Michael Pittman. Not going to be a first-round guy. He's probably going to go off somewhere in the second day, but as a guy who runs solid routes, has extremely reliable hands, and was productive in his final year at USC despite having to play with three different quarterbacks because of injuries there. So add to the fact that he's got an NFL pedigree. Of course, his father was Michael Pittman Sr., who spent a long time in the league, including a number of years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is a guy who can add some depth to any wide receiver core in the league. He's got a nice value at the end of drafts, was potentially as a flyer with some upside there. Even more value in dynasty drafts with some guy as a guy who can develop somewhere in year two or three down the road. So yeah, I'm being a homer. I'm wearing my cardinal and gold glasses right now, but also think Michael Pittman has a really solid future as a nice productive wide receiver coming up in the National Football League. Enjoy the draft, y'all. All right. So you were wrong. It wasn't a running back. My guy Marcus went left on you. It was wide receiver, USC, Michael Pittman Jr. To be, to be to be specific, he did say his dad played. We all know Michael Pittman his dad. Um, so this is an interesting one for me because he mentioned his homerism a little bit, right? The USC thing. I, I have a history of being a homer. That's very clear um, with the Raiders. So I feel for Marcus on that. Um, I understand, you know, it's tough. It's tough. Um, Michael Pittman's an interesting one, right? Because there's tons of wide receivers in this draft. He mentioned it. Um, there's tons of really, really good wide receivers in this draft. So someone like Pittman, who who knows where in a in a you know lesser draft for wide receivers where he would rank, um, but in this one he's not one of the you know the premier guys that everybody wants on their team. Um, interesting that he mentioned there's some development that needs to be done. Um, I know Michael Pittman has his his issues, right? There there's reasons why he's not up there with some of the top guys. Um, do do you have any history, uh, Michael? Pittman Jr., Josh, any, anything well, you've heard or read on him? I think it's I think it's interesting that Marcus brought up the three different QB thing yeah. because we know that changing teams for wide receivers in the NFL is a bad thing. It, it, it slows down their production at least year one. So it, it makes a lot of sense to me that playing with three different quarterbacks in college would probably hurt wide receiver production. Yeah, and I, and, and I have seen um, in you know research that I've done, I have seen people mention him in the first round. Um, I've seen what I've seen. I've seen some crazy plays of his too, um, against some, some good cornerbacks where, uh, he's, I guess I'm trying to think of the way you would describe him. He's kind of like a bully, um, on the field. So yeah, that's the kind of wide receiver you're getting when we talk about a Michael Pittman. Um, I, I think you're right. When he mentions the three quarterbacks, that's shouldn't be ignored, which probably gets ignored by some people. Um, there's, there's all kinds of things here, but you can tell Marcus's optimism and Marcus just, I mean, everyone knows Marcus, right? Like he's not going to just, you know, BS you because he's a homer for real. I mean, that's, he's obviously exaggerating that some, um, but yeah, Pittman's an interesting candidate. And I, and I will acknowledge that, um, like I said, in the intro here, when, when I did these, when I sent these out to the experts and the analysts that I wanted on the show, um, he, he wasn't the only person to pick Michael Pittman for that, for that to be, I think that's significant here. Um, 
the other person did back off after I told him he was already picked. I said, hey, you guys can double up. You can do whatever you want. I don't I don't care who who you pick. It's your choice. Um, and that's what's making this, you know, this show really interesting. But somebody else did pick Pittman before, you know, right after Marcus. But when Marcus already did it, they didn't want to do, you know, double up the, the same player. But I feel like that's significant. Um, and, if, if, and if they're on this show, you know, their feelings are significant to me. Their opinions are significant to me. Their analysts, you know, they're, what they're doing is important to me. So if two guys are saying Pittman, uh, it's intriguing to me. I mean, that has to be interesting to you. It's important, I think. Do you not think that's kind of interesting, Josh? It is interesting. It, it is interesting, but I just, like, I still need some pretty serious Anymore. draft capital, I think, okay. for me to get in on Pittman. Okay. If he goes in the first round, you're intrigued. Oh, if he goes in the first round, that, that'll that be very exciting. <laughs> I mean, anybody in the first round. Yeah, it's interesting. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, Mark is excited. I'm excited. I feel the homerism vibes. I, it's not as significant as he's making it to be, but I do I do like the guy. So um, Pittman's an interesting cat. And uh, like I said, he was not the only one who wanted to do it. So it's important to mention because these analysts were not given a list to pick from. This was totally their choice. Matt Harmon is our next expert. Good friends with Marcus. They actually work together at the NFL Network. Matt is now over at Yahoo. As everybody knows, he's, he's crushing it over there, literally crushing it. Matt is also a friend of the show. He's been on the show actually to talk about everything besides just football, his life, weight loss journey, everything. So um, everyone knows I respect Matt a ton. Everyone respects Matt. Everyone likes Matt. Um, and he's super good at what he does. He works with reception perception with the fancy footballers, his own you know creation, his own baby. Um, and like I said, he's killing it at Yahoo. The great thing about Matt is he's super smart, super good at what he does, super welcoming and supportive of people in the, in the community, but also he's funny. Like he just does things different. He gets that there's an entertainment aspect to this whole thing. There's a whole, like this professionalism about Matt that I love. So, um, anytime I have a chance to bring Matt on the show as a guest for these kind of special episodes, I want him there. So, um, Matt is here, Josh. I know you're excited about, about his, his work reception, perception. Nobody can deny how, how great that is. Um, you got to assume he's going wide receiver here. You think so? Or you think he, he took another left on us? Hey, I, I'm going to not overthink it and Say Matt Harmon probably goes wide receiver. <laughs> oh man, he probably did. You know, Matt, I love reception perception nails so many players that I love too, man. It's one of those things where it's like when I when I like a player, if reception perception like doesn't like him, I'm like, damn, am I off on this one, man? Like, am I really wrong on this one? Right. How confident am I in these feelings I have? Exactly. Exactly. So that's where I'm at with Matt. That's how, how much I love his work. Um, so it's safe to say we think he's going wide receiver here. Um, let's see what he did. When you look back at the last two draft classes, I think it's fair to say that we underrated the wide receiver classes of 2018 and 2019 look you've got top end players like dj moore Cortland sutton michael gallup coming off good years of course in 2019 we saw dk metcalf aj brown marquise brown debo samuel and terry mclaurin all pop at some point but none of them are the prospect that cd lamb is and in this strong wide receiver class i think he stands out clearly above the rest i think if there's going to be a truly elite a transcendent number one wide receiver that you comfortably feed 150 targets to as an nfl offense it is this guy with his ability to win the ball at the catch point unreal skills after the catch and of course what i think is a very underrated set of understanding of route concepts i think this guy can be a do-it-all threat at the nfl level very reminiscent 
of DeAndre Hopkins. We were right, Josh. He went wide receiver. What a surprise. No, seriously. I mean, he went with C.D. Lamb, who arguably the number one wide receiver in this draft. I say arguably because there are other, you know, other guys that are being argued there. It's, it's real. It's not a it's not one of these drafts where there's this one guy that everyone feels is the guy. I mean, most people do feel like he's the guy, but there's arguments for others. So it's not a surprise that he went wide receiver. Um, it's not surprising that he went C.D. Lamb because that's just an exciting prospect for Matt to talk about. Um and any, anything here that sticks out to you about what he said, players he mentioned, uh, the drafts, classes, any, anything that sticks out to you? Yeah, I don't feel like he pulled too many punches there. Like, it seems like he's pretty all in on C.D. Lamb, which is, which is exciting, right? I don't think that Matt Harmon has too many reservations about him as a, as a prospect, which makes you wonder exactly how high we should push him up, especially if some of these top running backs have – Landing spots we're not super excited about. Right. Because landing spot, we're not really going to probably care too much with CeeDee Lamb. Um, we, right. we know when he goes somewhere what what it, what it means. <laughs> so um, we're not concerned about landing spots. Matt doesn't – he didn't really stress any concerns um, at all, to be honest. He, he even mentioned about how good the draft classes have been and that he feels like this guy belongs right in there with all of those guys who are above him. Um, so it's a super glaring endorsement. Um, it's it's huge, you know, coming from Matt. And uh, it's a guy that we're all excited about, man. And there's really nothing to not be excited about. I won't lie. Raiders, please draft him. We need him more than anything. Um, that could be like a real blessing because people will not get hyped up about Derek Carr <laughs> the Raiders. And if it affects his draft capital to where you're getting him, you know, with like a 107 maybe after the quarterbacks, after the big running backs, I would be all in on that. I'd love it, man. And he compared him to DeAndre Hopkins. Was that an interesting he comparison? He didn't do it in a shy way. No. Like, he went right there on that comp. So that says something to me. Yeah, and that tells me someone's probably going to trade up and get him. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. But for sure, I'll agree with Matt here. I'm most excited about CeeDee Lamb. We have some fun wide receivers on this um, episode to talk about, but I'm, I'm most excited about CeeDee Lamb for sure. Um, so, again, and, and utter professionalism, right? Did you hear it in his voice, man? Just straight-up professional. He sounds man. like a real TV broadcast. He sounds he? like the real deal. We see why Yahoo has him. NFL had him before. NFL Network had him before. It all makes sense now. Uh, so, yeah, shout-out to Matt. Our next expert is an exciting one. My man has blown up. It feels like overnight. Obviously, he's put in the work, major work, but it just feels like overnight. It's one of those things where you're like – you know, this guy had his one his one hit wonder and it blew up and took him to the next level. But it wasn't really a one hit wonder. It just felt like it because it was so fast. It was so dramatic. Um, but our next expert that I had to have on the show is Ray Garvin. He had to be on the show, Josh. There's no question. Yeah. Why would you not? Why would you not get Ray on? If right. You, if you had the chance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he is one of the voices in this space that I love. So much because number one, I respect the work. I respect the work ethic. Again, super cool, super down to earth. He's one of those guys that are just so easy to conversate with. And it's not always the case. Like, let's just be honest. Some people just aren't as, I don't want to say welcoming, but maybe they're just not as good at this thing. Like the social aspects of it. And he's really good at it. You know, sometimes number guys are not, you know, I'm not, I'm not picking on nobody here. What am I talking about? Ray is just excellent. Ray is excellent what he does. You guys know him at Destination Devi. Uh, he has the YouTube channel, the podcast. Um, it's over at um, – it's just he's got everything, man. Vegas raised. I didn't even know it. He said something about the Raiders one day, and I was like, this guy's a Raider fan? 
And he's like, yeah, man, I'm Vegas raised, baby. I got to root for them now. So um, I think that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Ray clearly knows his stuff. Um, he puts in the work. And like I said, if you watch his videos, listen to his podcast, um, he's doing all, all, all great things and over at DLF too. Um, so big shout out to Ray. We've had Ray on the show, Josh. If you had a guess, who do you think he would? Do you have a, a player in mind he might have went with, a position, anything? I think he's he's pretty in on on some of the quarterbacks in this class. I think he might go that way. Yeah. I, I know that's he's not really like quarterback prospect guy, but I, I have a feeling. Yeah, I will say I thought he would go with Jalen Jalen Rager. Yeah, but he didn't. He actually didn't. And we're going to find out who he chose to go with over Jalen. Georgia running back DeAndre Swift is somebody that I'm very excited about, and I've been excited about him for quite some time. I mean, when you think about him as a high school prospect, he was a five-star recruit, one of the top players in the nation, obviously one of the top running backs in the country. He's a top 40 player overall. Goes into the University of Georgia, RBU, for all intents and purposes, right? And they had a running back named Nick Chubb and another running back named Sony Michelle. And even on that team with those two dynamic college rushers, one who was a first-round pick and Nick Chubb was a high second, one of the best running backs in the NFL now, Swift was still able to catch 17 passes, ran for 618 yards, and played in critical moments for the Bulldogs. Over the next two years, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, 32 receptions as a sophomore, followed up by another 24 in 2019 with 1,200 yards to go with it. And then he goes out to the combine and absolutely, you know, puts on a, puts on a good show. A lot of people were questioning his speed, his long speed. He ran a 4.48 uh, official time, 35-and-a-half-inch vertical jump at 5'8", 212 pounds. He definitely has the size to be what I like and, and what I love for fantasy purposes, especially in this new age NFL, is a TDT, a three-down threat, a player who can play on first and second down. And they can also stay in on third downs, whether that's to protect your quarterback or to run routes out of the backfield. I think Swift is a, is a player who's going to be able to do that and some at the next level. A very, very safe running back prospect for me with tremendous upside. I, I think right now, out the gates, even uh, even before the NFL draft, but definitely after the NFL draft, you're looking at a top 15 dynasty running back from day one. DeAndre Swift, somebody I'm very excited about at the next level. So he goes DeAndre Swift, Josh, which, you know, we spoke about Jonathan Taylor earlier. Shout out to Jordan, who who, who talk, talked about him for us. Um, you know, the, the thing here is people say Jor- Jordan's pick of Jonathan Taylor is the 101, right? We talked about it earlier. Now, in reality, to the NFL teams, to the general managers who actually have to make picks for these guys, DeAndre Swift is likely the first running back to go. So while we talk about Jonathan Taylor as the 101 for fantasy purposes, Swift is likely the first running back drafted unless some GM decides to, you know, agree with us fantasy guys. Um, he is like you're if you're building a running back, he's what you build. He's size, weight. Everything is, you know, what you build in a running back, right? He, the, the pedigree, he has the experience, the, the numbers. He literally has everything. Obviously, there's some things that Jonathan Taylor does that people prefer. Um, but in likely in the NFL draft, he's going to go first. I assume that's my assumption. Um, but he made some interesting points about him, Josh. Yeah, you know, I think that if if one of these guys lands in Kansas City and the other one is in a place like New York, they they could easily switch spots in, in rookie drafts, and that and that would be something that people could stomach, right? 
running back is that position where like it, it it feels like NFL teams can get some really good value, right? So like that that's our concern is we don't know where these guys go. Like if Swift is the first guy gone, which if you're a sports better, if you like to bet on stuff, he's got the odd-on favorite to go first. Um, you know, you think okay, well he'll go to the best spot. Like who's gonna take Swift? You know, more likely in the first round. And and it not and it, and it be a team with a good running back already. Like, what are the chances of that? Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Is we also have besides the fact that teams can get value on running back, there's also some of these weird teams that value running back a lot more than other teams. Mm-hmm. And even though they already have a guy on their roster, just because they value the running game, they could reach up and grab one of these top prospects and break all of our hearts. Right, it's possible. So it's an interesting choice. I, I like that Ray went there. Um, I'm happy that we had the the balance of Jonathan Taylor and Swift on this episode. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Ray Ray definitely surprised me with that pick. I was a little not, not that he doesn't love him, but you know, you know, you're officially cool when you could make up an acronym and you're in your 60 second clip, and it's fine. PDT <laughs> is totally a thing. Yeah, he crushed it. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> All right, so the next analyst that we brought on here today, and again, this one I'm excited about because we actually haven't gotten J. Mike on the podcast yet. I don't know why it hasn't happened that way, but for whatever reason, he needs to get on here, but he hasn't been on yet. Um, J. Mike, you may know him from him being a co-host of the Open Bar Pod. That's where you know him the most from. I mean, it's a great show. Um, he kills it over there with Gabe. So um, that's you know that's where you're going to find him all the time. He's great on Twitter. Um, you can find him. Let me let me throw you his Twitter real quick at J Mike Check. Pretty simple, pretty easy to find him. Um, but again, Open Bar Pod. Um, it's a great podcast. They, they bring on tons of guests. That's why I, I love the most about them. Um, they have live shows on YouTube, which are great. Um, so yeah, just overall good dude, really good dude, good person, straight up, like up and down, humble dude. Um, and I love everything he puts out there, all the work he puts out there. Just a good guy. Um, so J Mike, when I asked him, I, I didn't really know where he was going to go with this either. Um, with every, with some people, I had like an idea, like okay, I kind of feel like they're going to target this, this at least this player, this team. I mean, not the team, but this position. Um, with him, I wasn't sure. Um, so we're going to see what he did here. Um, I'm really interested to see where J Mike went. Um, open bar pod, man. You ready for this? It could be interesting. It could be. <laughs> We're looking at a wide receiver draft class that is as deep as just about any in recent history. And one of the many guys who are looking to go in the first round of not just your dynasty rookie drafts, but also in the NFL draft would be uh, the star wide receiver out of LSU, Justin Jefferson. He's going to be a guy that obviously has been overlooked for much uh, of the offseason. However, his performance at the combine is something that made everyone take a second glance at his skills and at his athleticism. Coming out running a 4-4-2 is obviously fantastic, but the production was already there on paper for us with the most efficient offense, maybe the most explosive offense that we've ever seen in history of college football. 111 catches, 1,540 yards, and 18 touchdowns as a junior. I mean, the, the the man's fantastic. He's someone that primarily worked out of the slot at LSU. 
and he's got game-breaking speed packaged with a long frame, and he's not afraid of operating over the middle. He's making tough catches. He's got a wide catch radius, and at 6'3", 192, he has the ability to body up people as well as run away from defenders. He's as safe a prospect in this wide receiver group as you're going to have behind C.D. Lamb. He's my number two wide receiver, and I'm super excited to see how he moves forward and how, hopefully, an NFL offense will implement him, his skills, so that he can show out and show out for a long time on the National Football League stage. All right, another wide receiver. Another wide receiver. Um, This is another interesting one, Josh. Justin Jefferson. What are your initial thoughts on Justin Jefferson? How do you feel before hearing our boy J. Mike? How, how did you feel about Just, Justin Jefferson going into this? At the Combine, did you see the Joe Burrow-Justin Jefferson handshake? I don't think I did. This is – it was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, I did. You have never seen, like, what um, chemistry looks like. This is what it looks like. Pure, and, pure and- sync. Yeah, if if by some magic they end up on the same team, I will be so in on that just because of that handshake. That'd be crazy. I don't know if that's possible, but it'd be crazy. Um, yeah, I mean Justin Jefferson is an athlete, man. Like the athlete, right? Like he is the guy who, you know, jumps out at everybody from an from an anal- from an athletic standpoint, right? From the combine, like you said, he lit it up, and J Mike hit on it. Um, it's not that he was not seen before that, right? It's not one of that. That's the special thing about Justin Jefferson is he's not a guy who we didn't know before the combine. There's those guys, right? That like, you know, because of the combine and then you're like, well, why do I know him here? But I didn't know him playing. Not, not the case with Jefferson, right? You knew him playing and he just lit it up at the combine. Just happened to be the way it rolled. So he's another exciting guy. And he's a guy that, you know, if you don't get the CD lamb, if you don't get the Jerry Judy, you know, this is where he comes into play, right? Some people are down on certain guys. Some guys are high on certain guys. He's that guy who's like, he's there, man. You don't know after those two. Some people like him before those two. I mean, before, like um, J. Mike just said, he's his number two, even before Judy. So this is what makes him so interesting. Um, is is the athlete part of it going to separate him from the other guys? And is it going to make a big time difference? And we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see how that plays out again, man. Just another first round wide receiver. There's just so many of them in this draft. And, and, and this episode is highlighting that. Like I said, again, important to reference. I did not tell these guys who to pick. I didn't give them a list. They went with who they wanted to go with. And so I'm taking extra acknowledgement to the players they choose. It doesn't mean that every player they say is a first round, your first round pick, you know, or your first, you know, in your rookie drafts, it doesn't mean they have to be there. Um, but a lot of these guys, if they're in your second round or you were thinking about them, maybe they weren't on your radar. Maybe you have a second or third round pick and you didn't know what to do with it. Um, these are guys that are just super interesting. And when they talk about them, there's there's just just more for you to think about, more for you to consume. Um, you know, we, we do podcasts, Josh, and normally guests come on and we're like, you know, pick from these three guys or this segment is about all of them. Um, this is not that case. So, again, I can't I have to keep stressing how interesting it is who these guys pick. I'm really excited. I would be happy if Justin Jefferson landed somewhere that resulted in him coming out of discount compared to compared to Lamb and Judy. Not that he's like necessarily all the way on the same level as a as a Lamb, but if I can get a five or six pick discount and get Justin Jefferson, that might be a pretty appealing deal. 
Yeah, there's teams out there who we know need running back. I mean, wide receivers, excuse me. Um, and there's some that may even surprise us. So we'll, we'll see where he lands. Um, I, I don't think it's any question that he lands in the first. Um, and I, I kind of hope it's a little ugly and we get him at like 201 like we were A.J. Brown. It's possible. It's definitely yeah. possible. I mean, that, but that would probably require a landing spot to make you kind of pause, don't you think? It would, but maybe, you know, maybe Justin Jefferson's going to go and make a Ryan Tannehill look very good this year. It's very possible. You know, some, some quarterback, Derek Carr, exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't try to just throw a Derek Carr slander in this Jeff Justin's Everson talk. Come on, man. That's some respect. An exciting one here. This is an exciting one. Uh, again, another um, expert analyst that we have not had on the podcast yet just due to straight up time constraints and everything else and all these other people we want to get to is like literally we can't get to everybody maybe we have to do more episodes next season or something um but our next expert is jetpack galileo and if you're not familiar with him you need to get familiar with him because his twitter game is nice at jetpack galileo it's really interesting easy to find him but he has film grades analytical models fantasy football astronauts is where you find him ffastronauts.com um you like this guy josh a lot too right i I like him because he is very willing to sort of play devil's advocate and i'm not i'm not even sure if he really stands on the hill he's arguing for sometimes (laughs) but he's willing to just say like hey this assumption everyone's making is kind of bullshit based on what i'm seeing and i like that yeah i like that too i like that like i'm gonna play the other side just for argument's sakes kind of guy. And that's what, that's what Jetpack is here, man. That's what our boy is. And um, I'm assuming he's going to do something like that here on our clip. <laughs> I'm assuming he's going to give us a player who other people are boohooing and he's going to give us a reason to not boohoo. Um, so I'm looking forward to this clip uh, before we do that again, check his grades, his analytical models, everything fancy for washer. Those guys, they, those guys bust ass over there too, man. Um, again, you wouldn't be on this show right now if I didn't believe in your work or think that you're crushing it or respect your work ethic. And those guys are doing that over there. Um, so big shout out to all of them. And let's get into uh, let's see. Let's see if he's going to give us a, an argument player, Josh. Let's see. Let's see what he does. Hey, it's Jetpack Galileo here. I wanted to talk about Alabama's Henry Ruggs, who has caught a ton of hate from the analytics community for failing to break out in college due to low productivity. I've built my own statistical model that's more effective than the draft at finding good fantasy players, so the analytical question mark on Ruggs is not lost on me. He's just not going to score well in any model. But there are players you make exceptions for. You only have to go back to last season to find players who outperform their statistical profiles. Las Vegas Raiders running back Josh Jacobs was a mega statistical underachiever in college. The NFL watched him play, and they said he was going to be a bell cow tailback, even when Nick Saban didn't see one. Terry McLaurin surprised everyone as a third-round pick. Immediately, he was the best weapon on the entire roster. At Ohio State, no breakout. Quiet numbers for a playoff-caliber school. Crazy athletic. Sound similar? Did Nikhil Harry's early breakout age help him last season? Did Andy Isabella's prolific career help him get on the field? Could he even beat out Trent Sherfield and Demir Bird for reps as a second-round pick? There's one truth. The only thing that you take with you to the NFL is your traits. As soon as you arrive at camp, nothing you did in school matters. Stats can absolutely help to identify these traits, but the traits are the substance. They're the thing that makes a player good. An NFL team is about to invest big on rugs. If we overthink him, 
we will miss out on a player with elite traits. Ruggs is a springy, tough, smart, arrogant-handed field tilter. Players that check all those boxes are rare. Don't overthink Ruggs. Our man Galileo just said Henry Ruggs. You were right, Josh. You know, he, he's the perfect player for that guy to talk about. And I, I like I have to admit that I'm cheering for Ruggs, that I want him to uh, beat the odds and be a very productive NFL player, but I'm not really in enough to spend my own picks in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it's funny that you say that about it. it's hard to not like root for him because I actually mentioned it on Twitter today. Um, that I'm li- literally I'm pulling for him to be one of the top producers in this class simply off the fact that like there's so many people hating on him. Um, you know, Galileo mentioned as far as, you know, the analytical community, he said, hey, I understand that, you know, my, my stuff says the same thing, but like I'm going to ignore that fact for a second, not necessarily ignore it, but that I see other things here. There's other there's other things to look at. And I feel like it's really important that he mentioned that because there is this space where some of us fall into this area where if one thing tells us no, we roll with it. So whether it's the film community, whether it's analytics, whatever, sometimes people go off of one of those and say, well, I did like this guy, but they said this, so now I don't. Or I don't know how to feel about this guy, but they're saying no, so I'm going to go no. Um, I love that he pushed past that um, and that he mentioned the substance reference, um, which you know a lot of times... Um, I, I bring up too, and you know, I just feel like there's other factors, um, that sometimes aren't, you know, looked at as heavily or as closely and they do play a part and we ignoring them is just kind of ignorant. Um, so I'm happy he went this way. Um, I will say also when I did mention it on Twitter, straight up, our boy Jordan reached out to us, the, Jonathan Taylor, our boy, Jonathan Taylor in the first clip here. Um, and he mentioned that he had him, he has him buried also in his ranks. Um, he'll likely rise rugs with draft capital. Um, but he did say, this is interesting here, I drafted John Ross 112, but still, it's so hard to not look at rugs and not compare them. Ross was a monster in his last season. We'll see where he falls, but it will likely be too rich for my blood. You never know, though. Um, so rugs and, and John Ross, like, it's, it's interesting, right? Um, John Ross is flashed. You know, coming out, he was I, he was getting, I feel like he was giving more love than, than rugs though, for some reason. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting comparison. But I think I, I, I love how... You know, he, he approached this this clip that he sent us. Um, I think he really nailed it. Um, and it will be a point of contention, right? I think this will be probably the most debated, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, clip on the show. Do you agree? Well, Ruggs has definitely been certain fights for yeah. a while. So that wouldn't be <laughs> anything new. Yeah, I, I think that this is becoming more of a thing in the NFL. Not that fast wide receivers are a new idea, but... I think NFL offenses are, are learning more about how to take advantage of that and what to ask these guys to do, and we're seeing more of these very athletic rookie-wide receivers be productive early. Yeah. Let's see him go somewhere like the Broncos or something, pair him up with Sutton. Could be nasty. Um, also, yeah. the Raiders, they're an option there too, so we'll see. Um, I, I almost feel like a team like the Raiders with two picks in the first could do something like this. I feel like they could draft somebody else at 12 and come back and pull rugs at 19 if he's still there. Um, so it's just something to think about. Um, but, yeah, it's an interesting prospect. I love that Jetpack took this one on. Um, again, big shout-out to you guys over there and all the work you guys do. And the next one up in our amazing array of analysts and guests here uh, is James Catullus. You may know him from DLF. He's all over the place, man. 
Superflex, Devi, Draft Twitter. He's everywhere, right? I mean, he's doing it. He's doing it big, man. He's he he jumps all over the place again as the same thing with every person that you've heard on this show so far, and that you'll hear the rest of the way. Super amazing dude, good dude, good person, great to chat with. Um, again, supportive of everybody. Um, it, it counts and for something. Man. Of everyone except Jameis Winston. Can I say that everywhere that there are Jameis Winston believers? With hope in their heart, James Catullus is there to rain on our parade. <laughs> so that's that's a big bummer. That's a big bummer. <laughs> that's a bummer. Josh had to go there, James. It wasn't. I had nothing to do with this. Um, but yeah, shout out to James. He does a lot of good stuff, a lot of great work. Um, so we really appreciate him for this. And um, let's see where James the Brain goes, man. Oh yeah, and to find him on Twitter. If you're looking for him on Twitter, it's at James underscore first. Very important underscore. James the Brain. I really appreciate it. if you guys are not following these people to please go follow them and go support their work and subscribe to their podcasts and all, all the good stuff. Support, you know, DLF and wherever these guys are at. Go go support that stuff. Um, Super Flex Show. All these good things. Go 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 support those things. But let's see where our boy James here went. Um, it's definitely not Jameis Winston, according to Josh. Definitely I mean, not. Can't be Jameis Winston, but <laughs> maybe he found some way to hate out Jameis Winston. I don't know. Let's see. Let, let's see what he did. Let's see. <laughs> Hey football fans, James the Brain here with a few words on tight end Bryson Hopkins. Bryson Hopkins coming out of Purdue grew up around the game. His dad was an offensive tackle, played for the Tennessee Titans, and as a young boy Bryson Hopkins used to play around in the locker room with Steve McNair and Eddie George. They used to push him around in laundry baskets for fun. So uh, finally Bryson Hopkins gets to live out his dream as an NFL player himself. Bryson's known as an excellent blocking tight end, which should get him on the field early, which is good for fantasy purposes because obviously opportunity is king, and he should have opportunity to play because of his blocking chops. I think that will open up some opportunities for him to be a pass-catching option as well. Bryson Hopkins is a nice sleeper uh, in your fantasy drafts, especially late where the tight ends are going in this class. So uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening, and enjoy the rest of the draft. Bryson Hopkins. Don't know if you've seen that one coming, Josh. I don't. I don't think anyone was ready for that. <laughs> Nobody was ready for it. That's what's beautiful about this. And what I really like about what James did was not only did he tell us, you know, why we care or should care about Bryson, but he also told us like a little bit about his life, his pedigree, what he came from. That stuff matters when we talk about substance, Josh. That's where these things matter. Um, I mean, if, if you need a tight end in your rookie draft, I mean, you probably know Bryson Hopkins. I mean, he's one of the top, you know, in the group of top tight ends. The problem is the tight ends just aren't great this year to, to most people. And there's um, some different, you know, type of tight ends in there. There's guys who may convert, you know, that, you know, some people want to see converted to tight ends. There's all kinds of stuff in this tight end mixture. And also, let's be honest, like when you're looking at rookies, you know, people don't get too excited about tight ends all the time because, you know, you feel like there's this window, you know, to develop and before they become um, effective. Um, but I mean, again, if you're looking for a tight end, you know who he is. Um, you're not, you know, like he said, he's a sleeper. And that's another thing I love about this. Again, I gave these guys free reign, complete creative control, no choice of list to pick from. And he went deep. He went with his sleeper, man. I love that. 
Are you looking you know, for tight ends in any of your leagues, Josh? Do you need Bryson Hopkins on your team? If you're playing in tight end premium leagues, then you should be thinking about how I can get one of these up-and-coming tight ends while they're cheap. And, you know, it's true that the tight end position is slow developing, but we've also seen guys like George Kittle and Mark Andrews show us who they were very early. And being ready for that to happen is, is a great way to accumulate value in dynasty. So sure. Bryson Hopkins is maybe not, you know, George Kittle level athletic, but he's Mark Andrews level athletic, pretty close to it. And he was more productive than him in college. So right. it's an interesting name to know. It is. It is interesting. And like you said, I mean, for, I mean, we're a perfect example, right? Clock Dodgers Dynasty League. We're starting up a new one. We have one that's been going for a few years now. Tight end premium. Two tight ends in your starting spot. Like, they don't it, – it's hard to come by, man. And if, you know, you deal with an injury, you deal with some crazy stuff happening to your tight ends, like, you're in a jam. Like, this may be the guy that, you know, matters for you. It may be the separator between a, a, a loss and a win. Like, who knows, like, at some point, right? So um, these are the kind of guys you do draft in the rookie drafts. You do use your late picks on guys like him, especially in these tight end premium leagues uh, where you're required to start two tight ends. Um, maybe all you have is two tight ends, not sharing my own – terribleness with you guys but you know sometimes you're in those kind of jams so um super cool of james to go this route i love that he went deep i love that he went with a sleeper um and i love the uh the little life story there so uh very good stuff we appreciate james again go support his work go follow him on twitter just to you know to connect and, and uh speak with a really good dude who loves football um let's go to our our next uh our next analyst here it's garrett price if you're not familiar with Garrett Price, he's over at Dynasty Nerds. You should definitely be familiar with Dynasty Nerds and Garrett Price. Again, another group of people who grind out great content. Clearly, Dynasty content um, is their focus, their priority. It's what they do. They have all kinds of stuff for you to be a part of, be a member of. Um, just again, a bunch of good content. Them guys just they have a great website, great podcast. They just pump stuff out. Um, so definitely wanted to get Garrett on the show. As you guys can see, I tried to spread this across the community. It was important. Um, so Garrett is here on the show. Um, I'm not sure. We 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 are we got Garrett here, Josh. Total dynasty focus with these guys, right? Um, he, he's on Twitter all day. You can see all the stuff he's talking about, constantly talking about rookies and all kinds of good stuff. Um, we've had sleeper tight ends to this point. We've had top of the line running backs. We've had top of the line wide receivers, some guys that are not the top of the line wide receiver, but they're getting close to that spot. What do you think Garrett pulled out for us here? Super nerdy, small school wide receiver. Interesting. Super, super nerdy, small school wide receiver. You know, when you're wrong on these, it's interesting too. It's like... So far, I'm, I'm wrong on all of them, all I think. Of them. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's typical Josh, but it's like also interesting. Like, these guys should feel judged by your, you know, your expectation oh, of what they no. should do. I, they're lucky to have the opportunity to be judged by me. <laughs> uh, listen, guys, if he gets anything right, I'll be happy. So I hope Garrett went super deep wide receiver here, but I'm sure because Josh said it, he probably didn't, and he probably gave us a quarterback or something. Who knows? But let's see what Garrett did. Hey, guys, this is Garrett Price from Dynasty Nerds. Uh, just popping in real quick to talk about one of the prospects that I seem to like more than almost everyone else in the Dynasty community, and that's DJ Dallas, uh, running back out of Miami. 
Uh, I think this kid has some special traits, some special abilities uh, that, that we're not seeing out of everyone in this class. First, it's his contact balance. He's able to absorb blows and be able to use a myriad of different moves um, or power to be able to continue through it. Uh, and I think that's something that's really, really special. He's also a talented pass catcher, started off as a wide receiver, switched to running back later on, um, which, which is... Um, impressive to have that overall skill set and then I also think he's one of the best uh, in pass protection in this class uh, he's got a little little bit to work on uh, overall as far as always knowing what his assignment is uh, but once he makes contact he's really good at the punch point and following through I think he's going to be uh, drafted on early day three and I think he's a great sleeper that you can pick up in the third or fourth round of your rookie drafts okay I'm, I'm going to give you half credit here, Josh, because it was a deeper play. Um, and it was, you know, a guy that, you know, you, I mean, okay, you were wrong, mostly. I, I have to say it. But this is an interesting guy. DJ Davis. D, excuse me. DJ Dallas. Um, interesting for many reasons. Um, but what I heard the most, what intrigued me the most out of what Garrett said here, was this guy was a wide receiver before a running back. That that means this guy can catch the ball, Josh. And you know, you know how I get about running backs who can catch the ball. There's no better thing to me than a running back who can catch the ball. You, you know what? I I also think it's probably like a route running thing. As much as I never thought I would say those words, like I think there are running backs that just know how to do a little dump off, and then there are guys like Christian McCaffrey who actually know how to get open downfield. Yeah, it definitely it definitely means something. And also, I mean, like it's kind of not here. Here I go back to substance that our boy Galileo mentioned earlier. But you mentioned he was a Miami Hurricane. That means something to me, right? Not even just big school. That means he faced good competition. But I'm looking at like the attitude. I'm down here in South Florida. I know what a Miami player is like, man. I know I know the attitude, the swagger, the you know the the mentality they bring. So that's exciting to me. I think about that stuff, Josh. Your analytics don't show that. Your data doesn't show that, Josh. But I think about stuff like that. I'm excited about DJ Davis all of a sudden. Thank you to Garrett. This is a guy who, when I trade all my picks away, and all I have is third-round rookie picks or late second-round picks, I'm going to draft a guy like DJ Davis. This way I don't have to trade for or him. Or DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas. Why do I keep saying Davis? I don't know. Fuck. I don't know if I should edit that. I was keeping in. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, like DJ Dallas is a good late round pick. It is sneaky. And I don't have to trade for him a couple years from now. So I'd rather just draft him now. Um, this way you guys can't take everything from me for a pass catching running back that I want. Um, so yeah, I love this from Garrett. This was great. This was a definitely a dynasty nerd type move. This was a late round guy, a sleeper. I love that he's versatile. Big up to Garrett for this one. Very nice. Very nice, sir. Very nice. Our next expert. Can you believe there's a next expert? Like, how many people can we possibly have? How many amazing people can we possibly have on one episode, Josh? This is craziness. But the next one is Michael Liu. You may know him at Mike Me Up. An amazing, uh, an amazing analyst. Really super popular on Twitter. Um, the kind of person who, if you're not following him, he's still on your timeline kind of stuff. Um, he works, uh, he's over there with the guys at BDGE, which if you're not familiar with them, um, another, a, a great podcast, uh, interesting group of guys, right? Like, um, it's just different. They're just different how they approach everything. Um, but they're fun. They have a good YouTube channel. 
Um, so go check them out too. But um, he's doing great work over there. Uh, again, super good on Twitter. Um, super active. Just overall good dude. So I wanted to get um, his takes here. See who he picks. See what he's hyped up about. Who he's excited about. Um, I felt like he would he would come out of a, you know left field a little bit. I felt like he would hit us with something different. I didn't think he would play you know right on the fence with the top notch quality guys. Um, he's gonna hit something a little different. So I'm excited about that. Um, this is good stuff, Josh. This I mean we've had a bunch of candidates, I mean, a bunch of great experts here. Um, it's a great mix of people. The the mix of people is the absolute best. It's been the best, right? I take full credit for that. Josh gets zero credit for that. As deserved. I usually give you over credit for what you do, just so you know. I, I agree. Okay. It's time I finally got what was not It's, it's time. It's time that you get the truth. And you get too much credit usually, and you're not getting credit for this. So I appreciate that, actually. No problem. But who is getting full credit is Michael Lou. So let's see who he gives full credit to uh, when with his pick. Let's see who he got with. What's happening, y'all? This is Mike Me Up on Twitter from uh, BDG Fantasy, and today I'm just gonna spend a little bit of time covering one of my favorite draft prospects in this class, the man, the legend, Antonio Gibson. Now he's been getting a lot of hype recently, uh, but he's been someone that I've been keeping my eye on since before the draft, before the combine, and even more so after the combine. After he set it ablaze, uh, at six foot, two hundred twenty-eight pounds, my dude ran a four-three-nine. So just Blazing speed at that size, definitely going to open some uh, open some eyes and get some eyeballs on him from the NFL media circles. And based on some of the reporting that I've seen recently, a lot of people love him in the running back, even though he was a wide receiver designation in college. So, and that's from a fantasy perspective, that's probably what's most appealing is him being that receiving weapon out of the backfield. He can kind of be, you know, what everyone wished Ty Montgomery was that one flash in the pan year that he did have, but. Let's just look at the numbers real quick. I mean, it's it's honestly mind-boggling how he did this. But on 38 receptions, he had 735 yards, so nearly 20 yards per reception. And then on 33 carries, he had 370 yards, so over 11 yards per carry and four touchdowns. On top of that, he returned kicks, averaging 28 uh, yards per return on 23 returns, which is just a stellar number as well. And I think what it says if you package all those numbers together is he's versatile, right? He is, he is a playmaker. And if you get the ball in his hands, he's going to make things happen. Now, is he the most patient and most developed and, you know, most nuanced running back in the class? Of course not, not even close. Right. But I think that if someone spends a draft capital to get him, I would hope that they know how to use him. And if that person is someone like a Kyle Shanahan, a Cliff Kingsbury, for example, who really excel at getting their players into space, Antonio Gibson could absolutely flourish as both an NFL player and also a fantasy asset. And I think he's someone that is probably still undervalued right now based on where he's going. You know, you can probably pick him up in the mid-second round, late-second round of your rookie drafts. And when you look at that range, you know, you have a lot of wide receivers who are good but have a lot of question marks. And I think for me, I'm just I'm trying to shoot for upside there. So I'd much rather take a shot on someone like Gibson who has a shot to be an explosive playmaker at the next level with the prerequisite development because you know i do believe that players develop and they do get better after getting the nfl so hope that's helpful for you um i i know that for me if he lands anywhere remotely good i'm gonna be trying to target him and pick him up in every single draft that i can and i definitely urge you to do the same man just an absolutely exciting and electric prospect in this class and he did it man he actually went another running back with pass catching abilities and it's interesting josh because you know, he mentions Antonio Gibson's 
you know, ability to be a running back and a wide receiver. And I think about our boy DJ Dallas, who Garrett mentioned, and you mentioned the whole wide receiver aspect, right? Like the route aspects that they can run. So that route tree feature is interesting. And I've seen a lot of people hyping Antonio Gibson up recently um, on Twitter. He's been kind of all the all the rage as of late. Um, I also think it's pretty important that he mentioned like the Ty Montgomery type of player. Um, obviously, we want him to have more than just one really big year. But again, I have an affinity for these guys, man. I know you might not feel the same way as I do, Josh. You might like your plotters. Your teams are filled with them. But Matt love love him. <laughs> you love these plotters. But I like these kind of guys, man. These are the kind of guys I want to see happen. I want to see it work. I'm excited about a guy like this. Are you excited about this kind of guy, or is he not much of a plotter for you? You, you know what I really think about guys like DJ Dallas and Antonio Gibson is like, even if I'm not able to get them on a dynasty roster because I just don't have a pick there, uh, these are like the kinds of backups who when they do find a little bit of opportunity, I kind of juice the bit a little bit because I know that they have, I think, more upside. Just knowing, knowing a little bit about their careers, what they might be able to do. If one of these guys happens to be behind an injured starter, I'm a little bit more willing to go in on them. Right. Antonio Gibson has an interesting background. Um, he's had his, you know, his uh, array of struggles. So again, my substance piece. Um, I also, the, the fact that when you have a guy like this, who's like, is he a wide receiver? Is he running back? Is he both? You know, these, these, these uh, talents are, are pretty impressive to have, right? To have the ability to do all of these things. Um, you you kind of wonder, like, you know, in, in college, you know, did somebody see one thing over the other? When he gets to the NFL, what are they going to see there? Um, we've seen crazy cases where, you know, players have been drafted and teams see him totally different, you know, than what the college world looked at him as. Um, so he's one of these fun guys where, like, again, um, I when, when I see a guy like this, I go, okay, is he the team's? Starting running back, is he gonna get all the carries? No, right? There's a chance that's not gonna happen. But I feel like the team's gonna get him on the field. I feel like the team's gonna try to make plays. I feel like he's gonna get touchdowns, explosive plays. I feel good about that kind of stuff. So when you tell me you have that upside that not everybody has, that some people we 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 all speak about them all the time on the podcast, who um are very um uh how do I say this? Like they, they rely on the um the carries, they rely on the workload, right? Um, yeah. And some guys don't. And so this is a guy where I feel like even if he's not set in place to something specific, a starter role or this role where I know for sure he's getting a, a bunch of carries or whatever the case is, um, I still feel good that if I plug him into my lineup, right, if he becomes what we think he'll become, that he's going to explode, right? There's going to be big games, big plays, big touchdowns. And I feel good about that. I like that. I want some of those guys on my team, right? You don't want to rely on them. You don't want to make them everything. But that's why they go a little later. That's the point. Um, but he has that upside that, you know, Michael talks about. Um, and that's what's, that's what's really important. So I love that he went, you know, this route again. Um, we have guys who covered every, you know, uh, every area on here. So um, it's a lot of fun the way these guys have decided to pick and choose who, who they go with. Um, I really like what Michael did here. Um, are you, are you surprised? Are you surprised Antonio made the list? Are you, are, are you excited? Do you understand? Yeah. You know? yeah, I am. You know, he might be like a really good dynasty best ball pick mm-hmm. so that when you do get that, a uh, 60-yard jet sweep that goes for a touchdown. 
it actually counts for sure. It's a, it's a, it's a very interesting pick. And I like that Michael went that route. Um, thank you again to Michael and all the guys over there at BDGE. Um, now what I want to say to you, Josh, as we wrap this thing up, um, so we've had this crazy group of guests, right? Um, these crazy clips of um, all, all these experts, all these analysts, all these guys who, again, I repeat, you must follow. You must support their shows. They are very good at what they do. That's why they're here. Um, but not only are they good, like I said, they're super good people. They're humble. They're they're, they're um, supportive. Um, I, I literally came to these guys with, like, no time on the clock, basically. If, you know, it's like, uh, I, I, who... I just, it was ridiculous. Like the short amount of time that I gave these guys to do this. Um, and they came through in the clutch when others didn't, you know, and that's no knock on those people. Like, you know, it's crazy times we live in right now. Everything's going on. Everyone's busy. And I hit people with this last minute request. Um, the fact that they came through in the clutch means a lot to me. Um, and it just says a lot about who they are. Um, and that's why I feel like it's just something important for us to highlight these kind of people. Um, and, and and anyone who's not on this episode is not like it's some shade to them. Like again, some people just couldn't do it. Some people I just I had to I had to limit it to something, right? And I just felt like it was important to highlight um, all these different areas, these different pockets. I, I could have targeted you know specific people in one spot; it would have been easier. But I wanted to kind of like highlight across um, the spectrum here. Um, is there anything, Josh, from this um, array of people that we've had on the show? Um, that you find surprising or interesting, or that you kind of caught you off guard, or that you didn't expect from these from these people and the, uh, from these amazing people and and the and the players they picked. I just think it's it's just it, it's really fun draft season, getting excited about a player, getting excited about all the possibilities and all the things that could happen, and you know I. The NFL is more fun when we have a lot of fun new players. It is. Exciting, successful new players. So I, I hope that we get to see a lot of these takes hit. Yeah, for sure. And it, it was exciting to hear these guys. Like I said, you know, I didn't give them a, a pre, you know, a list they had to choose from. I didn't pick certain players I wanted to hear about. Um, if you were to be on this show, Josh, and you were asked to speak about a player right now, do you have one who you're holding back right now on us and you're not telling us about because you want to draft them? You know, one player, and I don't have like a video clip ready to go here, <laughs> but, but Joshua Kelly is a running back who I think if, if he lands maybe in a Justice Hill type situation behind an older starter, I'll be I'll be ready to invest in Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly. You and these running backs, man. Dude, it's all about the running backs in the draft. <laughs> That's, so Joshua Kelly, right? How, yeah. How, how do you, why, why would you say Joshua Kelly? Is it just um, his abilities? Is it you think he's going to get in a good spot that you really like? Like, what is it that makes him? Because that's kind of random. I mean, what makes you pick Joshua Kelly? He just he checks a lot of boxes. You know, he's not super athletic, but but he's he's an athletic player. He was productive. He he's he's giving you a lot of the things that you want to see in these high capital backs, but right. you're definitely going to get a discount on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the guy. He has the size. He has all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I see. I see what you're doing here. Ran a four four nine. Had about a ten percent college target share. So that's you know that's not fantastic, but you're getting the discount. What round are you looking for, man? Rookie drafts. Uh, if he goes in the third, that'll be fun. You feel good. All right. That's cool. 
That's yeah. cool. DJ Dallas or or your boy Joshua Kelly? Joshua Kelly. Mm, okay. <laughs> like I want one of these guys to land behind Todd Gurley, <laughs> but then they won't be cheap anymore. That's true. That's true. We, we anyone who lands behind Todd Gurley ain't cheap. I mean, anyone, anyone shit to be honest, but right. they don't usually play out so hot. But uh, you know, you play behind a guy like that. I'm interested to see what about the Raiders, man. Like, do we think they're going to do anything at running back? They got Josh Jacobs. We know no, that's their man. But are they going to really let Jalen Richard be the backup? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I, I kind of like Jalen Richard. Like, just as like a $1 end of an auction kind of a guy. Yeah. DeAndre Washington had some very productive games last year, and I don't think it's because he's super talented. I think <laughs> is a good place to play running back. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it's, he's an interesting guy. I'm just trying to think of landing spots that players can go to. Um, the, 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 I guess the worst case scenario is kind of when you got like a, a Pollard situation, right? Where they get behind a Zeke and you're like, oh, like, man, yeah. like there's no breathing room in that spot for you, man. Like, so hopefully these guys that we've talked about on the show today and the guests have highlighted on the show and that they're excited about um, don't land in a situation like that. If they do, it's just, you know, it's still you draft the guy and you, you know, you use him for what he's worth. But, um, I really, I'm really happy with everything that's happened on this episode and, and the way it's played out and the players they've picked and, and the guests that came on. Um, I'm excited, man. There's a lot to take away from this. They're excited about these players. I'm excited about these players. This was fun, Josh. It's fun. We have to do this more often. Maybe not with draft rookies, but like there's other ways to do this more. This is fun. This is fun to do. And it's less Josh talking, so that's good too. Always good. It's always, always good to have less Josh, right? Yeah, Josh, I mean, I, you can't I agree was, with everything, Josh. I just came on enough to be wrong, and that's all anybody really wants. That's true. You're like, I, I, I set you up just for enough wrong spots, and you filled the quota. I, Even I, with I, 10 guests on, you filled the quota, Josh. I, I will meet man, mandatory minimums most of the time. And that's why we appreciate you, Josh. <laughs> that's why we appreciate you. Is there anything, Josh? This episode will be out. Before the NFL drafts, people may listen to it before, may listen to it after. Is there anything else about the NFL draft that you want to get off your chest before we let this go into the ether, Josh? Just have fun, man. Don't just have fun. And trade me picks. Trade me rookie picks. I need some. If I haven't already, just hit me up, and we can probably make that happen. <laughs> man, I'm not. Listen, if if you were one of those people who have like tons of first round picks right now, tons of second round picks, are you excited, Josh? Excited about what I can buy with them right now? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I've never been that guy. I think because I've never like given up on a season or wanted to play rebuild in, in Dynasty. Um, and also, man, that's a lot of pressure, dude. You mess up on those picks, man. We gonna talk about you. You mess up on those picks, I'm gonna talk about you. There's some people in some leagues right now with me, and if you are listening, I am watching your picks like a hawk. And if they turn out to suck, you're never gonna hear the end of it. You might as well quit the league because I can't wait. You better do it right. You better listen to these guests. You better pick the right guys. Don't make the wrong decisions. Again. Thank you to everybody who was on the show with us today. Thank you to Josh for navigating this episode with me today. I appreciate you, sir. Wow, wow, wow. Was it was it not what I said? Was it what I said? Was it more than what I said? I, I am so excited 
I am so glad we were able to make that happen, that we were able to pull that off. There was so much stuff that went into this, like scheduling everybody, getting everybody last minute, pulling it all together. It was really, really fun. I love that chaos. I love that chaos. It's 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 exciting. And these guys just hit us with a bunch of great players. If you didn't have them on your list already, you should now. If you didn't, if you were on the fence on somebody, these guys, like you could hear the excitement in their voice. And it's a wide array of, of guests, right? You could tell, right? Like I, different guests from all different platforms, all different places, all different sites with different ideas, different logic, different approaches to this. Um, some guys who were challenging a narrative, some guys who dug super deep and hit you with something that you totally weren't expecting. Some guys who hit on the top prospects, but, but gave you so much in there that made it important. Um, I, all I know is if, if you just listened, you just heard a bunch of really excited analysts and experts about certain players that you should be excited about. Um, I definitely took notes. I definitely adjusted uh, assessments on certain players because of this. So it was a lot of fun for me. It's super important that I hear from you. Uh, I want to know what you thought about this way of connecting the industry, this way of providing content to you. I want to do more of these, but I want your input on like what topics you'd like to hear, what other guests you'd like to have on. Well, I'll reach out to anybody. You tell me, I'll reach out. I'll reach out. I'm not playing. Tell me anybody. Um, but big shout out to everybody again who appeared on this episode. I do want to, I know during the episode you heard um, some of their contact information, where they create content at, but I just want to make sure we run down um, and give them all the proper credit they deserve. Um, I'll try to do it in order. Maybe it's a little easier that way. Um, shout out to, let, yeah, let's go from the beginning if it's easier that way for us. First, Jordan Richards. Again, at your boy J Rich, C H A B O Y J R I C H. Uh, again, he's over at Destination Devi, teamed up with Ray over there. They're doing great things, especially their YouTube, man. You got to check out their YouTube, but um, subscribe to the YouTube, the podcast, DLF affiliation. Um, definitely great content. So, Jordan Richards, he was our, he was the one excited about Jonathan Taylor. Um, I'm going to try to go in order. I'm, I definitely might go out of order here. <laughs> uh, the next one was our, our good friend of the show, uh, Marcus Grant. You guys know him, obviously, from the NFL Network. He does podcasting over there, video stuff, written stuff. Like He's a he, he's got everything. He does everything. For, he's been doing it for a long time. So shout out to Marcus. You find him at Marcus G. And it's M-A-R-C-A-S-G. Um the best places to find him on, on Twitter, um, but MarcusGrant.com, NFL Network, all those good places. Um, shout out to Marcus for always supporting what we do here. Uh, another another uh, friend of the show, uh, most one of the most frequented guests, Matt Harmon. Uh, you can find him at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. Shoot, Matt's been doing it forever. If you if you if you've been following Matt for a long time, you know all you know uh, the the podcast he's done, the, the uh, reception perception he's created all the affiliations he's now he went from nfl network to yahoo like he's just straight killing the game and um matt i, I know i sang his praise on the episode but uh none of it's none of it's bs man it's just it's pure it's real love over here so uh matt is definitely uh one of the best to do it and he, he understands uh every aspect of this so go support matt and everything he does um he puts in a lot of hard work and deserves it as well uh so that's matt Harmon. Thank you, Matt, again, as always. Um, I'm trying to think of who was next as far as in order. Um, but for sure, let's just kind of jump around so I make sure I got a Ray Garvin. Ray, you will find Ray on Twitter, which you you better do. You better follow my man on Twitter. 
Uh, he's, he's crushing it over there at Ray GQ. Make sure you understand it's Q U E, not just the letter Q. Uh, and again, just like Jordan, he is destination Debbie as well. He's the creator of destination Debbie. He's been crushing it. Um, if you ain't following him, I don't, I don't, I don't know where you've been living the last you know year, but you need to follow him. Um, destination Debbie, check out their YouTube, check out the podcast. Um, like I said, DLF, um, just I can't say enough good things about the dude. When you, if you haven't heard the episode with Ray when he was on the podcast, go back and listen to that. It is one of the funnest episodes we ever did. One of the most fun episodes. Funnest? Mm, it's not gonna work out. But one of the most fun episodes we ever did. Um, so big shout out to Ray again. Uh, super humble dude and great supporter of the show. Um, next, I'm gonna jump to J Mike. I believe that's who it was. Um, next on the list, J Mike Check. If you're trying to follow him on Twitter, J M I C C C H E C K, J Mike Check, just how it sounds. Um, again, one half of the Open Bar Pod. Uh, he co-hosts that. We uh, Gabe, uh, just a great show all around. Uh, fun guys, super supportive again of the industry. That's a running theme. You are going to hear <laughs> anytime I anytime I have a guest on the show. You can guarantee they support a lot of people uh, and show love to everybody. So go listen to their podcast. You'll get a great um, when you listen to that podcast, you get a great idea of all these different contributors in the community. They have a lot of fun. So uh, shout out to J Mike check. Uh, just again, really good dude. And we appreciate the uh, clip he sent in the next one. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go in order folks. I'm trying to keep it as easy as possible. I believe was it jetpack. It might've been jetpack. If not jetpack Galileo was on the episode. He was the Henry Ruggs take phenomenal, phenomenal take, man. He really, he really, he really uh, attacked this in a way that I loved. So shout out to Jetpack Galileo. Again, important to understand. Find his film grades, his analytic models, all at the Fancy Football Astronauts, ffastronauts.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Jetpack Galileo, G-A-L-I-L-E-O. He says it better than me. Pronunciation issues over here. What can I say? Go support him. Smart dude. Hey, man, big props to how you approach that. I like that. Um, and let's support Henry Ruggs. Let's show him some love. You need some love out there, man. Too many doubters. Um, and we had James on. James, under, at underscore James the Brain. Running theme, great dude. DLF writer. Podcaster. Super flex. You know where it's at. The guy who dug deep on this. He was the probably the deepest take. Probably the deepest take. I'll give him that. Probably the deepest take. And a different approach. He included a lot of substance as far as family life, all that kind of stuff. So shout out to James. James, uh, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, Garrett Price over at uh, Dynasty Nerds at Dynasty Price is where you can find him. Um, Just as it sounds, Dynasty Price. Nothing, no fancy, crazy, different spelling. Um, Again, Dynasty Nerds, killing it. They got memberships for you to join, tons of content, podcasts, articles, all that good stuff. How to get them, how to get someone from Dynasty Nerds on the show. And Garrett's a good dude. Um, so go follow him on Twitter. Go show him love. Um, who else? Am, am I missing someone? I'm definitely missing someone. Let me see who I'm missing. I know there's some uh some different names I'm missing here. There's gotta be somebody. There's gotta be oh, Michael. Michael Lou. At Mike Me Up P. Well, U-P-P. I want to make sure you get the whole the whole name so we don't miss out on uh, the follow. So, yeah, Michael, you guys got to follow him on Twitter. 
go uh, show his support. He, he's with BDGE. Uh, again, as I mentioned on the show during the podcast, uh, a different kind of brand. <laughs> Let's just say it's a different. They have a good approach to fantasy. Um, it's really fun stuff. Um, so go support them and everything they do. Again, Michael Liu at Mike Me Up with two Ps. Um, thank you again, Michael, for uh, the uh, for the content, man. We appreciate it. It was good connecting with you as well. And I think I want to say that's it. I think I covered everybody. Um, again, shout out to everyone who I hit up and and couldn't do it. Um, I I understand. You know, I understand it was last minute, and you know it can be tough. So I, I I appreciate you. Don't don't think it was any problem by you having to turn it down or you not being able to get it in in time. Because again, I understand I asked you late, um, but just understand I respect you all the same. Nothing's changed. Um, it's all good over here. We'll definitely connect on something else. Um, all these guys, I want to make sure we connect with on future projects, future things. Um, don't be strangers. It's important that we take this moment to reflect and understand we got to reach out to other people. We got to support other people. We got to continue to, you know, make people a part of what we do. Um, no show runs one man shows, right? There's always people behind the scenes. There's always people uh, doing the same thing you're doing, something similar to what you're doing. It's important for us to acknowledge them, to connect with them, to support them. Um, and so that's what I actually do. So if you listen to the show, if you enjoyed the show and there's someone here that I mentioned that you don't follow, um, please go follow them. If you don't listen to their podcast, maybe go support that instead or go read their articles or um, go become a member of their site, whatever it is, whatever it is that you can do, um, please do it. It means the world to us just as much as you following us, follow them. That's what that's what it means. That's what that's what this episode is trying to accomplish. And I hope you took notes and really learned something like I did. Um, and again, reach out. Let me know what you think. Leave a review. Those reviews mean so much to us. We're almost at 100 reviews. And for anyone who maybe doesn't know, like those reviews um, can really carry podcasts um, and help them grow, help them expand, help new listeners see what's going on. So if you can leave a review again, it means everything to us. If you see this episode get tweeted out and you retweet it, thank you. I know I thank you on the I know I thank you on Twitter or Instagram when you put it on your story or whatever you do, but I'm saying thank you here too. You need to know that. Um, everyone that was on today's show, if for some reason you couldn't write it down or uh, follow them while I was speaking, their their stuff will all be in the um, description as well, um, so you can follow them all straight through there. Uh, most of the apps that you guys use will actually be hyperlinked, where you can just click right on their name and it'll bring you straight to their Twitters and stuff. So um, again. I don't want to make, I don't want to take up your time. I hope you enjoyed the draft. If it already happened, I hope you're about to enjoy the draft. If it hasn't happened yet. Um, again, I love you guys. I appreciate the support. I want to hear your feedback. Anything you have to say, you have questions. You want to join a dynasty league with us, you, anything at all, reach out. I, I love talking with you guys. Thank you again. I can't thank the, um, the guests enough. Thank you to the listeners as always guys. Be kind, be great. Keep dodging.